0: Hello, my darling. Hey, sweetie. Welcome back, everybody, to a very special edition of The Couple Shift. We're coming at you today with another interview. And in this case, it's the first time that we sat down for a conversation with another young couple uh, who are also moving through this whole very shitty ALS experience. And um, their names are um, Chris and Taylor. You'll get to know a little bit more when we get into the interview. I found them on Instagram, which has been a really beautiful place to make connections. And they, you know, the similarities in terms of young guy, you know, got ALS, wife who's there with him, and they're really making the most of this very, very dire situation. And so every time I saw their posts, it felt really inspiring and I felt a connection with them. And so I... I, you know, introduced them when I found them to Jules and I said, what do you think about having them on the podcast?
1: Yeah. And I was, I was absolutely like, yeah, I think we, I think it would be great. Um, yeah. But I also had, I guess I had my own, um, what's the word? I want to, I don't want to say, say fear, but, uh, Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was
0: a hard thing to face. It
1: was a hard thing to face. Um, because, because Chris is a little further on, mm-hmm. um, he was diagnosed back in I think in 2017. Mm-hmm. So it was it was an it was an interesting um, yeah it was an interesting uh, interview. Um, I'm glad we got to talk to them. Yeah, um, and I mean you probably could tell. I I, I I even myself was was struggling for words at, at yeah. times. Yeah,
0: I felt nervous too. Starting the episode, I felt nervous. Like we're recording this intro a couple of days after. Yeah. Um. I felt nervous because it was, yeah, it just like a lot of emotions, a lot of emotions running through both of us. It was a beautiful conversation. Yeah, it was. They are a rock star couple. And one of the things we do want to mention is that, um, so uh, Chris, like Joel said, is further along. Um, mm-hmm. And so he is no longer verbal, which means that he relies on a device called the Toby device, which is where he can. Um, um, basically write things with his eyes and right. then the device replicates the sentences using his voice. Um, yes. in ALS, there's this thing called voice banking where you pre-record lots of different phrases and then a computer algorithm basically pieces them together to help ALS patients to continue generate, to be. Yeah. To generate yeah. your
1: own voice, um, uh, to generate your, own, your, your voice again, yeah. basically. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, it doesn't the, the the thing is that obviously because it's a generated voice it doesn't have the efflection. Mm-hmm. so it's the voice but without any kind of inflection or yeah. tone and stuff like that so yeah just, and
0: these devices have come you know a long way obviously long from way. the beginning yeah. but um but yeah and it's it's just fascinating so we wanted to mention that um
1: right because there's an interesting dynamic obviously because he has to take time to 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 write mm-hmm. this up now uh you know because of time we, I, I, I uh, adjusted. Uh, I adjusted the episode mm-hmm. obviously for 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 the time, so th- there's yeah. there's not as much pauses. But I wanted to mention that because I think it's important for people to understand that um, not that the conversation changes, mm-hmm. but but the pacing does, which which is it it, it it can be different for others. And it, but it's also important for people to see that, yeah, or to not to see that to hear that, yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So, so um, let's go ahead and get this going. I, you know, shout out to again to Chris and Taylor. Thank you so much for we'll see you guys soon for doing this. We'll see you soon, and we really hope you enjoy this very special episode. Hello, friends.
1: Welcome to the Couple Shift.
0: I'm Maria Leandra, and I'm Jules, and we are a husband and wife team on a mission to shift the way we live our lives and co-create what really matters.
1: We don't always agree, but together. We're figuring it out.
0: Thank you for joining us. We're so glad you're here. So here we are. Welcome, Chris and Taylor. It's so good to have you on the podcast right babe yes I'm excited
1: <laughs> I am I've been I'm, I've actually been looking forward to I know this. I feel um, like
0: I'm a little nerdy I have I have butterflies to like <laughs> me I don't know why I'm like uh you know I'm usually so like chill with these things and today I'm like we're, oh my god
2: we're really excited to, to chat with you guys too yeah. it's not not so often that uh we get a we get a chat with with another couple that that understands what we're going
0: through yeah I think that's why you know, speaking for myself um, and Taylor, I've been following you on Instagram for a little bit and I was like, oh my God, wouldn't it be amazing to, well, number one, connect with you and get to know you and also to um, have you guys on because like you said, just very, very few people in the world really understand what it's like to move through this as a couple. And I see so many similarities and how, you know, the way we've, gone through this craziness and the way i experience you guys moving through it and so um yeah there's there's some some sort of kinship here that i know that is is really really beautiful um so thank you thank you for taking the time to do this it's really exciting
1: yeah we're happy to be here i i feel like um i've talked to in my experience so far i've only talked to someone I've only talked to one person that's around my age and he's a little bit he was a little bit older um and haven't really had much interaction with others because of COVID one um but uh but two is because at um so the the team that i'm with is at uh, the um uh, UMA LS center, um als center and um they're more uh, how do i say this uh more fit for for people with that are much older in their lives. And, um, it was a difficult, it was very difficult at first. Um, and one of the things was like, for example, the, the therapist, um, that they had there, which well, she's a, a nice lady, but she, the, the patients that she handled that she would, that she dealt with were much older. I'm like, it, it's not the okay. same, mm-hmm. you know? So that's been a challenge. And it's, and I've, that's the only, the thing that the doctors are always ask me. And it's like, Oh, um, you know, what can we do? I'm like, well, I, I'd like to talk to people that are experiencing what I'm experiencing in my age, in yeah. my age range, at least. Um, yeah, because yeah. it's very, it,
2: it feels like a very different ball game it totally um, when mm-hmm. you can't relate to what the doctors are, are trying to share with you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You feel it too.
0: Well, we'd love to hear a little bit about your diagnosis story so you can share it with us and your listeners and on our listeners.
3: I walked into a support group and the leader was caught off guard when she found out I had an LS.
0: Mm, yep. That was a little, a little awkward. <laughs> that pretty, Yeah. That pretty much. We're here for up, him. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is exactly.
3: Mm.
2: Me. Okay. Okay. I apologize ahead of time. Chris had some answers typed out yeah. and, uh, Said he'd throw me a couple questions too. So I wasn't quite ready for this. (laughs) My part, my perspective Mm -hmm. and yours. Okay. Um, So it started back in 2016. Chris had started experiencing some of his first symptoms Uh, the most severe at the time was occasional drop foot, uh, which for anyone who doesn't know, it's basically your foot doesn't pick up when you tell it to pick up. So it results in tripping, um, and falling and just not moving as quickly as your body's used to moving. Um, so that was back in 2016, fast forward to 20. 17 is when all of the doctor's appointments started, a lot of tests, everything you could imagine. I learned a lot um, from that point and still no answers, um, still no idea what was wrong. Wasn't sure if it was from a past um, muscle injury or what it might be. Um, up to 2018, of fall of 2018, um, was when the doctors had said, ooh, it doesn't look good. Um, unfortunately, we think it's ALS. We'd like you to get a second opinion. And so he'd gotten a second opinion, but we consider that uh, September of 2018 as, as the first formal diagnosis.
3: Okay.
2: Um, and then from there on out, um, it was a pretty mild progression at that point. Um, but I'd say within the last year or two, it's it's obviously um, progressed a bit quicker. Chris has something to add. Yeah, yeah I missed not.
3: something. <laughs> I knew early on that I had an LS.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I think sorry. he had
2: mentioned once yeah. it was an early checkup. A nurse or a doctor had kind of mentioned it in passing, and then quickly said, "Don't go Google it," right? Yeah. something like that. And I was like, oh, like they had messed up and weren't supposed to say anything. And so Chris, of course, was like, okay, let's look into it. And um, he was, he had all that time to really process and think on it before, so, before I knew before anyone
1: um, else knew. So 20, you said 2016. Uh, um, and then by 2018 was the formal diagnosis, but Chris, you already knew um, within what you know months of that first diagnosis, or are you like when when they accidentally said that? Yeah, yeah? when
2: they had accidentally said it. Yeah. So maybe yeah, within 2017 was the big year
1: of a lot of doctors' appointments. Yeah. So um, you, really, you you already had the idea that it's probably within that time. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: And it,
0: that yeah, I'm sorry, but no, go ahead, no, go ahead. no, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just because that the the next question we had was about you know, your experience coming to terms with the new changes in your life. And it's always such a particular story. I think there's some similarities, of course, when we look at our shared experience. And I'm sure that as we get to know you guys as another young couple, there might be a lot of moments when we're like, yes, yes, yes. But in your own experience coming to terms with, you know, what was happening, like just describe for us what that was what that was like.
3: Sure, getting a diagnosis like this sucks, but there is nothing you can do to change it. For me, it was simple. I am still here, so let's keep on living life. I understood instantly that there realistically wasn't going to be a cure in my lifetime and hanging on to hope for that treatment would only set me up for failure.
1: Yeah,
3: But we still hope.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's it's true. I, I totally get it. The interesting thing with me was when um, when I got the diagnosis, but before that was I remember as a kid doing a project on Lou Gehrig's. um on just Lou Gehrig. So I did a report on him when I was, uh, I don't know, middle school, I think. Um, so I've always, I, I mean, I, I, I've always understood what it was. For a long time before any symptoms, obviously, um, and uh, you know the, what you said right there um, is interesting because one of the frustrations that I go through is when people tell me that it's a financial thing, it's a it's a money thing. The, the reason why we're not there, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, we just need the money, and that's that's been that's been the hardest, the the most the the most frustrating thing to hear. You know? Um,
0: yeah.
3: But we have so much to live in, love what we have, and that's all the hope I need.
1: I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, for us, that's what it is. It's about living here, right here, and right now. Yeah. And so... Um,
0: yeah, from from my perspective, I remember, I mean this brings so many layers of so many moments right it's like all the time there's something that's like just clicks in your in our minds and in our hearts and the other day i was coming back um walking through the door and thinking there's such a balance that we get to live in from because if we were to live in this like what's next all the time then you're just missing completely missing out on this the mm-hmm. moment right yeah. here and that's like this balance. And and it's something that feels very intimate. And, and again, I say this intimate, including you guys, because it's something that very few couples will ever understand. The intimacy of living like in this moment, while also maintaining, you know, because everything changes everything that you would have thought from before, how you plan your life, what you look for, you know, all this stuff, it's like, it just shifts completely. And then you're with this, like, okay, well, it's here it's in this moment it's in this like this is where I get to find the hope and the love and the all of it so what you said really really touched me Chris that was
2: yeah I think from my perspective part of the acceptance of it came with just like you both have touched on um appreciating the gratitude that perspective that we have on life Mm -hmm. and on our relationships not just with our significant others but with everyone around us um and to have that compassion towards others I think is something that Mm -hmm. Chris is the nicest soul on the planet I think in my eyes but he's also the first one to be like some people are just jerks and yeah they're not gonna change. Yeah. Um, whereas now I feel like, no, maybe something's wrong <laughs> and they're going
0: through something and we don't know. No. No. It's like this opposite yes. reaction. Oh, yeah. that's, that's we're we're very we're very similar we're in that, very way. Aware of that. <laughs> I'm always like giving people like the benefit of the doubt. Well, maybe. And uh, Jules is like, nope. <laughs> nope. Them. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah it's you know i mean i guess we can go just jump to that question anyways like yeah. uh-huh so the how has uh your interaction with family and friends been that was um uh did they ever feel uncomfortable talking about it uh in denial you know not sure what uh, you know or not sure what to make of it i
2: think chris got this one too yeah yeah
3: I would say that it has been pretty normal in terms of interactions among people. It currently is in more of a new phase though, by having to communicate with people through my speech tablet. There is more silence while people wait for me to type with my eyes, or I am straight up late in the flow of the conversation, but still say it anyway.
1: And and, and for and for you, Taylor, what do you um, how's that how's that interaction been?
2: Uh, I took the question more from like the first diagnosis um, conversations that I I kind of fall back into. And I wouldn't say I really saw denial in friends and family, but I think everyone really kept their emotions to themselves and they didn't want to put that on us. They thought it was a weight or whatever it might've been. I feel, um, yeah, I think everyone kind of put a happy face on for us. And it was appreciated because I think I cried for everybody um, in those early stages, but the ones that did open up and did want to learn more about the disease or what we were going through or how we were feeling, I think those relationships are to this day the strongest relationships that I have. Uh, And I'm very appreciative that they were open and willing to learn and and curious and loved us enough
3: to do so yeah
1: yeah i think that curiosity people were afraid to ask us questions
3: yeah Mm.
1: yeah and and we we totally uh
0: yeah big time
1: we totally feel that um because we're i feel like we're basically like you guys just a couple years ago um and um we've that's that has been you know the one oh we'll just they're they're dealing with i I give you an example of 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 someone who didn't tell me this but i know this is what they've they've said is um you know they're dealing with a lot so let's not bother them or let's not do this and it's like okay great so we're just sitting here you know tooling our thumbs alone when that's not what we need or that's not what we're you know what could help us at this moment. Yeah. And 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 the curiosity to be on especially for me it's like I I I I welcome it. I mean that's what, we we didn't start this podcast because of this. Like, even though we started the podcast um several months before I was diagnosed. Um it was one of those things because our lives changed. Um, not because of this, but just because, you know, my wife started her own business and I left my I left teaching and you know, we were just shifting into, not to be so on, <laughs> on the, the nose, nose of the, of the name <laughs> of the show. I mean, but um, shifting into a new life of like being entrepreneurs and working together and doing all that stuff. That was the idea of it. And, um, and then little that we know, not even three or four months later, we get the first glimpses of this possibly is this, because I had already had issues, um, like in my in my shoulder and stuff. Um, but didn't think much of it.
0: Yeah. We all, just like you guys, we thought there may have been an old sports injury or something like that in his case on his left shoulder. Yeah.
1: I've always had like a, a shoulder issue and then it just got worse. And then and then my thumb stopped. I stopped having, it, it couldn't move it as much. It was very stiff. And then I was like, well, maybe I have like trigger finger. I mean, I've said this before in the podcast. I, I had a hand doctor tell me, I think you have ALS. So...
3: Yeah,
1: and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, and then and then shutdown happened. COVID shutdown literally happened a couple weeks after that. So we it were was de- that week. Yeah, it was that week, Can't and then we got delayed for doing the nerve conduction studies and all this stuff to get more confirmation for several months. Yeah. Um, because of COVID, um, so I had that hanging there, um, mm-hmm. yeah. But anyways, um.
3: I will say one thing, the idea of the, the abilities you will lose is harder than when you actually do.
1: Yeah, I don't even know what to say like, to that because it's one of the things about doing this interview was there was my curiosity is what drove me. And also because I want to talk to people just like you guys um, that are going through this because you understand. Um, but it also scares me, you know. Help me out here, honey. Yeah. You
0: know, huh? No, I, I thank you for that. And you, you've, um, Chris, you've expressed something that I've felt from, again, my caregiver, wife, partner in crime perspective is that many times the thought of the the losing of something, the thought of having to be his aid in some way is actually a lot scarier than when it happens. And I've seen all these moments um, – and I see you guys nodding your head. It's like, yeah. And all these moments when I verse at the beginning, I was like, oh my goodness, what's it going to be like when I have to help him cut his meat on his plate? And then that happened. Oh, when's it going to be like when I have to help him bring his fork up to his mouth? And then that happened. And it was like the anticipation, especially at the beginning, the anticipation of, oh my goodness. And now
1: you, we... Go to the bathroom, shower.
0: Right. But, and we achieve this flow and it doesn't diminish the pain and it doesn't diminish what you guys experience, meaning you, Chris and and Jules. But there's something about, I always, I've always called it, it's like, it's like this dance. It's like we're dancing and the tempo just changes. And so we've, we adjust to the new tempo. We adjust to the new music. And so the idea of what's to come has always been scarier for me than when the moment is here. It's almost like there is this kind of like, okay, here we are. And here we go. I, which has been really fascinating for me in terms of, as humans, how we're able to adapt in ways that if you were to think of, we were to think of ourselves a few years ago without any glimpse of ALS in our lives, how would you think we would show up for this? You know, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, could you even fathom like, oh yeah, we can do this. It, It would have been so incredibly, so, so, so much scarier. As scary as it is right now, it would have been like, you know what I
2: mean? I mean, I'm so impressed just from what you've shared that you were anticipating all of those steps before they happened. Uh, I have learned just so much on the go. Um, oh, I didn't even think that Chris wouldn't be able to hold his phone. How are we going to text his friends or get him out of bed? Um, I think... The anticipation is, the bigger picture anticipation is very heavy and very, um, tragic, but like you explained the dance of it, the day to day is you just pull up your bootstraps and go for it. And I'm so proud of how far we've come, um, in just the short amount of time that, that he's been diagnosed, um, That we've been able to keep a good quality of life and keep him as healthy as he has been. And um, power to you guys for for doing the same.
3: Lean into everything you feel, because that is a real emotional experience you're having. You both are more resilient than you know. Mm.
0: Yeah. So that brings me to how has the whole ALS? Dealing with ALS, this ALS experience made you guys stronger as a couple.
3: A big way in which we have become stronger is more openness and honesty. You have to confront the realities of what this disease will do and how challenging it will be on your relationship. Relationships in general take a great deal of effort and sacrifice from both people. This becomes even more when you factor in the ALS. Also, it really makes you reflect on shared moments you have with each other and how grateful you are to be able to share them with someone you love. That ability is vital because it will encourage you to really want to create more moments together.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so beautifully said.
0: Yeah.
1: And and speaking of those moments, um, I mean, you guys stay super active, I've seen I've seen several of your stuff on Instagram. It's crazy. Um, so, you know, what do you have planned? Uh, what uh, on on doing? You know that you haven't
3: done. New York City Marathon, November seventh, baby. Yeah. Nice.
2: Stop. Really?
3: That's awesome. Yeah.
2: So Chris, uh, his friend Bobby, pushed him in Chris's first that. marathon. Yeah um in utah in april it was a, a covid safe marathon so there were no spectators um, it was just the three of us who went out there and so bobby who's run a handful of marathons said you've got to do one of the big six and feel the energy of the crowd and so um he they got in through the lottery and they're going to oh god, run on november amazing. 7th oh my that's
1: god that's amazing
2: that's so cool
1: that's amazing
2: wow yeah. So Bobby and his wife, uh, fundraised to get the chariot racing chair. Right. Um, and they've just been incredible support through the whole thing. Um,
1: they've been, they've, um, they've been with you guys since the beginning.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Elise is a, an old friend of mine. And when they, when Bobby had learned of Chris's diagnosis, he had a emotional run, um, kind of processing his feelings and thought maybe Chris who was a huge athlete um, before this would want to still compete and be interested in a marathon even though Chris was not a runner before.
3: So um, we yeah. in New York will be fun. Oh
1: yeah.
2: Yes. yes. Oh, yeah we're gonna God. be there for a little while.
1: Oh, that's awesome. That's great. That's so cool. Is that your first time going to New York or have you guys been there?
2: No we've both Come been. On. Oh when you were 15?
1: When you were fifteen, ah. you were that. Oh, okay.
0: Oh, that's so exciting! November seventh.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. that's that sounds amazing. That's one thing. Um. That we haven't. We haven't really done something really. Grandiose, mm-hmm. right? And 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 it's and you know it's. We're we're trying to figure out that because we're planning. Yeah. We're planning something soon. Um.
0: Yeah, we have an idea of. We have an
1: idea of what we want to do. Mm-hmm. But one thing, this is something that I've always um, wanted to do. Um, before anything, obviously, was to like in the summer, which we didn't do this year. But I would like to do is to go to different baseball stadiums, yeah, and just travel <laughs> country.
2: That was on Chris's list. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh. oh man, we got to meet up. <laughs> Maybe we should join we forces. Should I've I've been to I've been to Petco Park. I went to see. I we went to we went to see the Dodgers. I've been to Petco, the Dodgers, the White Sox. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the other stadiums? Well, obviously the Marlins Stadium. I'm a big I'm a Marlins fan. Well, I'm born and raised in Miami. So
0: what's what's your sport, Chris?
1: Well, I've seen his Barcelona jersey.
0: Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> well I know that
2: Basket, basketball's Basket- his favorite to watch. But he played baseball um, up through junior college.
1: Yeah. So he was a big baseball fan too. Oh yeah, I love baseball. I nice. see that Lakers had the back. Don't
3: get it twisted by Instagram. I am domesticated now. <laughs> oh, that's
0: too funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I think the idea of doing something that seems unconventional that other people are like, you guys are going to do that. Um, that thing is,
1: that's awesome.
0: I mean, I think that's brilliant. And it's what keeps the, the planning of it, you know, all that stuff just keeps you going and you just get to keep finding. And And I love what you said, Chris, about, you know, what happens in relationships is both, there's all these new challenges that bring up all this new communication. And I feel like I'm more in love with Jules than ever in a really deep way and it's not just beca- it's just because we are so much more open with each other and it's really powerful what what happens when you go there you go to those places that there's no longer anything well I mean, we still have our secrets right <laughs> no i don't, I don't have <laughs> barely have any. any right barely. i don't have any more like, secrets. What, what secrets um but also like you said it <laughs> makes you want to create more moments to just yeah. experience like yeah. right now like okay well what does that look like and and one of the things and another a uh, question I'm going to pop in here for you guys Oh wait but before yeah. you say that
1: question I want to yeah. say cuz I mean we've mentioned it but I we were at this point when this comes out I already did it was mm-hmm. I did do 5 minutes of stand up which was uh, on my bucket list mm-hmm. So
0: <laughs> yes 5 minutes of stand up huge Yeah yeah God.
3: Yeah, it was.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say Who when you said, "Oh, Team
3: Gleason's Adventure
1: Grand," I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, get that. repeat that again. Team Gleason's Adventure Grand. Not Adventure Grand.
2: Adventure Grants.
0: Oh, um, Adventure. Oh, yes. I gotta check that out.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Team Gleason. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: We've been following. I've,
0: Yeah, no, and I remember early on when I was starting to look at, you know, all the things, I'm sure you did too, Taylor. um, I saw that and it just, it's interesting because when you're dealing with all of this, it seems both like, oh, that's so far away in the distance. Yes. And also like time is just so compressed and you realize that there are so many things and decisions and choices and think that, that you're like, oh, wait, this is like, this is happening. Like I'm moving into this now when, and there's that resilience and that like acceptance and that like, okay, well, here we go. And that's one of, that's one of the things that I thought, oh, wow, maybe in the future. And then you're like, oh, okay. it's you know, closer than
1: it's. Yeah.
0: It's, everything feels like, oh, that's closer than I thought. Right, babe. Absolutely
1: yeah yeah because i just think of where i was a couple months ago and and where i am today and i'm like oh this is this has flown by and things already have have already changed um so much just from just a few months yeah um so yeah we have to really yeah we got to really grab that
0: yeah um
1: so I'm sorry I totally cut you no, off. You're there, no, you're fine. No,
0: no, that's that's no, I'm glad you mentioned it cuz when you said earlier, "Oh, we haven't done anything too like crazy." I was I'm like, like wait, "Wait a minute. second. I what did that." You, you did 5 minutes of stand up, dude. That's
3: <laughs> that, was... that was
0: so ballsy. Um so my question was is one of the things that I from the beginning and I remember telling Jules, it's like, you know, you get to decide how you want to face this this illness, this thing. And I get to decide, right? We get to decide because I noticed really quickly how it can be easy for you to uh, perceive how other people expect you to deal with something, how other people, whether it's family, friends, strangers, they sort of expect you to deal with this because they're also grappling with, well, how would I deal with it? And And that from the beginning, I always knew Jules would have his own take on it. Just Chris, like you do, you know, you have your own take on it. And it's just like inspiring as all heck. And also you don't have to be like, you know, you don't have to be inspiring because that's whatever you just you're just doing you, right? (laughs) Chris is like, yeah, you just do you. But one of the things is I remember thinking we all get to deal with this in the way that is ours. So, you know, that's been one of the things. And sometimes it feels kind of awkward and interesting when other people kind of expect you to behave in a certain way and you sort of don't. Yeah. You know what? Do you guys know what I mean? Are you following? I know this is kind of a convoluted question, but do you follow what I'm saying?
3: People think I should be more sad. Excuse my language, but fuck it. I ain't dead yet.
0: (laughs)
1: Yes. You don't need an excuse. Exactly. Yeah. This is, this is,
0: <laughs> this is an F bomb. You can fucking curse F-bomb. here. It don't matter. <laughs> <Don't laughs> F bomb friendly zone. Yeah. Um, I ain't got
1: time for that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. What's, what's your take on that, babe?
1: Um, I mean, the reason why we asked you guys that question about how's your family and friends handled it is because what I've I felt is for the most part, a, a, a distancing, um, and not necessarily oh he should be feeling sad or whatever yeah so i don't yeah. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah so but i don't show that so i don't and i'm not i i don't you know but at the same time one of the things i've said before is like uh i love i love uh, like the marvel movies and stuff and i've said i've said this and i think i said in the last <laughs> episode right mm-hmm. where you know when uh in um in the avengers when when mark ruffalo's character um as when he comes up and he shows up at the end and they're like oh you got to get mad now to you know to get the hulk out and he goes that's the thing i'm always mad and what i (laughs) what i said was uh you know what i've said about that is like i am always sad but it's not i accept it like this you know you're fooling yourself to think that we you know, we're happy with this and we're just gonna, no, it sucks. This sucks. It's sad and, and it's frustrating. But that I accept the sadness, but I choose to show or to come out and to enjoy the time that I have and to be happy as much as I can.
3: Mm-hmm. It
1: doesn't mean I'm not sad. Of course I'm sad. I don't want this. Nobody wants this for any of us, right? It's, but, but, um, there's more than just to sit there and sulk, I guess, you know?
3: Mm-hmm. I would
1: go ahead. I'll add
2: to your point about choosing. Oh, sorry. No, don't worry. Um, about choosing what you show to the world and how you kind of take your sadness in stride and balance it with the happy joy of life. Um, one time we went, uh, when did we go to Joshua Tree? The
1: oh, Joshua Tree's oh, great.
2: Yeah. It was it was towards the end of last year, um, Chris was in his power wheelchair. It, it's not as easy to travel. Uh, we'll put it that way. But we stayed in an Airbnb with our friends and we were up late catching up. And my friend had said, you know, I whenever I think of you and Chris, I just think how hard life is and how um. The, the weight of ALS has on every part of your day. And it just, it makes her sad to think about. Yeah. And she's like, the thing I've learned spending this weekend with you guys is that's just a part of the small part of life. And there's so much joy and so much love that if you embrace that part of it, um, it can really compartmentalize and yes. um, minimize the sadness.
3: Yeah. yes yeah. life goes on and nobody will wait for you
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah for sure
2: chris That's likes it. to talk in like pinterest phrases <laughs> <laughs> I, I imagine, i'm
0: imagining man. the so, the poster of the cat like hanging on I was, Right. Uh, i was gonna say
1: <laughs> you ever see those commercials about your being your parents uh, the, the rick one and they throw away the, right. the, the, the Dr. Rick, right? And they throw away the signs in the kitchen. <laughs> the live, laugh, love.
2: He's the cheesy. He was cheesy before, but now he's oh. got a platform. Oh, <laughs> he's
0: man. got a, plat- a cheese platform. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Um, well, is there anything else? And I think, Chris, you might be working on something. Um, are you working on more cheese there? Please yeah. go ahead. Dish Please it. Won't.
3: This is
0: what I deal with. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because um, we haven't made this public yet, but we have the video of Jules doing his stand up, and um, <sighs> he's going to do it again. And so, you know, it, yeah, the world I'm will stopping. get to see more and more of it. But he also, in his stand up, he he, you know, it's his platform to say what he gets to say and he makes... I
1: definitely talk about it. And he I don't talks it, about I don't ALS
0: and like so. right off the bat and that was always very important for him. And so it's one of the things I admire about you guys as well is that it's not like, oh, we're going to go out there and talk about this thing. It's like, you know, we're going to go out there and talk about our life and we're going to be transparent and we're going to be real and this is what it is. And yeah. there's, for us, I think there's been something very cathartic about sharing. I wonder if it's also been the same for you guys about, you know, being, yeah, talking about it.
1: I, I, for example, before you answer that, I I feel that, um, talking about it. I mean, it, it makes it, I don't want to say it's easier, but, um, I don't think about it as much which is a weird thing to say, but, when I talk about it, when I joked about it in my the little stand-up or when I was writing it and working on what I wanted to say, um, I wasn't thinking about it. I wasn't dwelling on it. I wasn't like feeling like my mind wasn't running, racing, thinking about what's next, what's going on. I was just living in the moment and enjoying it, even though I'm talking about it. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but um, it's... I don't know I feel like it's a lot easier for us to handle it even if we're just upfront about things and, and I don't yeah so you know I don't know if that's a, an exp, uh, something that you guys have experienced or or if it's different
3: but LS is a part of our life it is not our entire life
0: that feels like a good way to put a drop the mic, drop the mic.
1: <laughs> put that in your kitchen right there yeah Put that in your
0: put that in your kitchen Oh, my gosh. Um, well, I mean, I you guys, this was just pure, like, magic. I feel such gratitude. My heart is, like, overflowing. I'm going to say right here, I'm going to put on our list to go to California to see you guys. Oh, I'd
1: love to meet you guys. Because
0: yes. we've been wanting to do a trip back to California um, and take our little one, too. And so I was, like, from the beginning of the episode, I just had this vision of us, like, just hanging out and I'm like, okay, we're going to make it, we're going to make it happen. So, um, yeah. And, and may this be the first of many conversations that we have together. And I'm just, yeah. Sending so much love and just know that we're, we're with you. We're with you and I know you're with us and it's just like really cool to know that and feel Thank that. You. Thank you. I'm,
3: oh. One, 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 more, one thing. more thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think some difficulties are how I need someone to do everything for me in a physical sense. And lots of people don't truly understand what that means. We joke about how I went from the most low maintenance person to the most high maintenance. But in all honesty, it's that Taylor cannot only be strictly my partner. And that is very difficult my biggest thing has always been to advocate and push for quality 24 hour in home care to be covered for LS patients. Yeah. Mm.
1: It's um, I'm, I'm starting. One thing I would say is that one of the experiences I had, I was like you in the sense of like totally low maintenance, no need. And now it's, we've, we've, we've started experiencing, um, moments like for example you had you had stepped out to do your hair or something and um, it took longer than what it was expected and um I was afraid I got afraid I was scared because I could have easily tripped and fallen somewhere because it's happened already where I've tripped and hurt myself pretty bad um, um, and I was like it, 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 like almost a, a realization of like I just I can't be left alone for that long um and it's it's still early and it's that's uh, uh, it's it's something that we're learning to to deal with um and but you're absolutely right that's something that needs to be advocated as we need to be said because it's now you know the the it's no no longer low maintenance it's it's Mm -hmm. all the maintenance we need it's
0: yeah yeah, I think one of the things that I find similarities between uh, Chris again what I've seen on Instagram and experienced of you here is just like Jules you guys are not only very low maintenance but also just very driven to to be of service and do things for people. Like, you know, one of the love languages of people like you guys it's like to do, to be, to be in action and that's certainly been I I mean, there's a reason why his nickname is High Octane Jewels is because, you know, it
1: was. Yeah, I was always the one like if you needed something, you would you would call me and I'll come by and help you out. I would. Yeah, I would always do that kind of stuff. I always I I I get more gratification from giving than than getting something. I've always I've always felt like that was the case for me. Yeah. And. So we now to, get, to be on the receiving now end. Now to be on the receiving end. It's always that's been a very difficult thing, but it's also been a thing of like, well shit, I really need this man. I really need this support. I really need this help. Um yeah. So yeah. I totally resonate and then, with that. Go and ahead. then to
2: have to rely on your most loved relationships um and to test those relationships, I think, is probably the most frustrated I see, Chris. Yes. Yeah. It's not about losing his abilities, it's not about the diagnosis, it's about, um, when I break mm-hmm. and it's because of ALS, it's not because of Chris, it's no one's fault. It's right. just, it is what it is. And I choose to be here, um, on my own and love him for that. But, um, it, it tends to be a domino effect of, um, who's carrying the weight and
3: yeah. yeah and it can help us all right now, the 24-hour care.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, and and also to give that sort of accessibility so that we can all thrive no matter what stage we're in, right? It's almost like I think part of the care that comes with this ALS like domino effect is that it's sort of like, okay, well, later on then, but what about now you know these moments when um things should be shifted so that it's more about really thriving and you know living fully right in this moment rather than being in this perennial state of like waiting for yeah just getting by just like okay being in survival mode which is one of the things i've always seen in uh in jewels it's like and I, I use these words, not him, but it's like he's really thriving, not surviving. And, and that takes so much heart and so much courage. And, you know, to be supported in that with when all seemingly all of the circumstances are against you. Like the more, the more we can advocate for things like that. Yeah, for
1: sure.
3: We can't ever overlook both you and Taylor's individual life that is so important.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. I I um yeah, I I don't go <laughs> a day or or I don't go, I definitely don't go a day, but I definitely don't go just a few hours or whatever, just not to stop and thank her for everything that she does for me. Um because I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing uh now if it wasn't for her. Period. So, and I'm sure you echo that with Taylor.
3: Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're
0: going to unplug the power. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're on your
3: own today. Now.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. That's awesome. Oh, Jesus. Anything else you want to add, my darling?
1: I don't know. Taylor, <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to, if you'd like to add or, or ask?
2: I can't wait for you guys to come
1: out to California. Oh, it's happening oh, yeah. it sooner comes.
0: than you know. It's I, I w- the the wheels are in motion. That's when I yeah. when I say we're up to something, right, babe?
1: That's one thing that she's, <laughs> she's always been great. Like she she's the one that the, gets the arrangements set up, and all of a sudden it's figured out. I've never been that. I've never been that person. <laughs> yeah
3: yeah
0: so Um, i'm i'm really looking forward to
1: her her, her gears turning on oh yeah oh
0: it's 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 happening it's happening for sure for sure yeah jules you get to help
2: with uh close parking first aboard airplanes (laughs) and what else chris carries all of our luggage so (laughs) traveling with you guys it's not so bad yeah
0: i know i love that and
3: stadiums (laughs) in los angeles what was it yeah. the- two baseball stadiums two- in Los Angeles? Yep. Yes. Yes. There
0: you go. Yeah. No, yeah. We'll yeah. Yeah. An Angels we're in- going to hit it up for sure.
1: Oh, I'd love to go to an Angels game. Yeah. Oh,
0: I've been to the Angels stadium. I yeah. haven't been to a game, but yeah, 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 yeah. I went to the stadium once. <laughs> um, so, okay. On last note, I love that we can do the jokes with you guys because... Like you know the jokes, like what you were saying about him carrying the luggage and all that stuff. Like now we've got we got the disability parking pass, so every time we find one, we're like, oh VIP parking,
3: yeah.
0: and we celebrate it. And I'm like, wow, if if somebody were to like witness us in all these moments, I go, what would they think? Would they think we're being insensitive? Would they think we're like? And I'm like, fuck wow, that, like,
1: like I I um I, I dare someone to come up at me and tell me something like that. Oh, I go fuck themselves. <laughs>
0: we're like oh like, yeah here we go yeah. and i'm like wow it's so refreshing and so like oh.
1: it's Also, it's also very frustrating when you see someone and you're like
0: where the, where when they had... don't have a pass when, and, and... I, we had
1: that it man i'm gonna I, a quick i know we said we were gonna keep ending it but i gotta vent we had this issue at my son's old school and there was a handicapped parking right in the front and so i was like all right great and so it's i was still i was still driving but i had the the pass um um, and, um, this asshole in a freaking Tesla would park <laughs> there and him and his wife, the whole family comes out to pick up the kids. I'm like, while I'm struggling to open doors, I get it, you know, or, or to try to just to walk up. I, I have, they yeah. would, they would always help me because, um, to put my son in the car, um, beca- like it, it affected my upper body yeah. first. Um, so, and, um. And it's like these these assholes just straight up just park there just because it's like available. Yeah. It's like
0: don't do it, people. Don't do it. Don't man. do that. There's and also don't, don't park on sidewalks. Park
1: they
3: park. don't need a
1: handicapped pass. No, <laughs> they don't even have one. They, yeah, no they didn't even
0: have one. They didn't even have one. Uh, it's not even there. that they. It's no. not
1: even that they're handicapped. No,
2: uh, don't even get me started. I <laughs> blew up at someone at Costco. Good, you uh, <laughs> <a couple> should. <laughs> <of> weeks ago.
3: <laughs> Good. That would
2: be me. Yes, that would be. She parked in the no parking, like um, it wasn't even a parking spot. No, was right? a
1: walking area. But
2: it's where the ramp comes out. And
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like,
2: Chris, have you ever seen me get that <laughs> loud? And he's yeah. like, I had to come see if everything was OK. <laughs> I could hear you across the parking lot. Wow.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She. Yeah. My wife will she'll turn it on when she needs to.
0: Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. oh for sure oh yeah it's a whole it's a whole new world and you know what you and i taylor women like you and i get to advocate also for you know what because other people don't see it you don't if you're not living it you don't see it you don't see why you shouldn't park your car in front of a sidewalk, like in a residential area when people park their car on a sidewalk and it's like unless you're unless you're living this you don't see it so we get to advocate for don't do it, people. Don't no, do it. These
1: people have blinders <laughs> don't on. Don't do it. They just pretend like, oh, I'm not hurting. Or or the other one that I've seen. I will go to physical therapy and and they would uh, park in handicapped spots in the hospital. And you look inside the car and it's like, you're just sitting in there. Like, a, like that's not a waiting area.
2: Yeah. 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 I've seen that. And yeah, it's
0: annoying.
1: It, it's, oh my God, man. It's yeah. so frustrating. Yep.
0: So. Yep. 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 We could keep going we forever.
3: Keep going <laughs> like,
1: I don't what? want it what? to we, end. We, can, we
3: can. <laughs> <laughs> The air from their tires. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: Oh, no, no,
2: no. The, well, yeah, we have a long list of uh, car vandalism
0: ideas. Two, oh, yeah. The two of you would just like.
1: <laughs> Got to be careful with those Teslas because they have the cameras everywhere. That's the only huh, thing. Well.
0: <laughs> Put a mask on then, like double mask. Yeah. Double sunglasses, mask. mask, hat, just like yeah
1: oh man but again yeah, guys
2: I, was, I don't know if chris could outrun someone so you got to keep a
1: good disguise <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't even they wouldn't even guess it was him like what yeah exactly How could I have done that? That, <laughs>
0: nice, that nice man in the motorized wheelchair he would never sure. do anything no, like that meanwhile he's like fuck you motherfuckers <laughs> they'll always
1: look like the pos no matter what you're, yeah. you're gonna yeah no forget it oh my god I but anyways guys again thank you so much so much um, it was great to talk to you and we, and and we look forward to, to to see you guys in person.
2: Yes. Yeah. Thank you for the time. Thanks for the questions. We love sharing our story with anyone who cares to listen um, and learn from you guys as well. You guys are just as much of an inspiration to us. And um, this was such a happy, funny Friday morning. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, thank you for that.
0: Yes absolutely and and let's do it again let's yes. do another yeah. podcast i have a couple of other ideas where we can go to other fun places because <laughs> we get to go there
3: thank you it has been amazing getting to know you yeah You too. Man.
0: likewise likewise oh <laughs> well you guys have an amazing friday in beautiful california we're gonna do the same over here and um yeah here's to, here's the to next time We'll see you soon. See
1: you guys soon. Thanks,
0: and guys. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> and to everybody who listened to this amazing interview, thank you so much for being here. This was a really, really special one for both of us. Yeah. I got some, I got some tears behind my eyes right now. They might come out. Why are you looking at me like that?
1: <laughs> they may come out.
0: Yeah. Um, so do you want me to say your usual line? Are you going to say it?
1: My usual line.
0: Mm-hmm. About rating, reviewing, subscribing. I don't know oh,
1: <laughs> I thought you wanted to add something else. No. That's why. No. Well, give me a second because I wasn't, I didn't have the music ready. Okay. But I'm glad, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't prepared. I apologize. By the way,
0: you look so handsome right now.
1: I do? Yes. I don't feel There's handsome. a
0: combination of the microphone, headphones, hat, beard this color blue i've been sitting here staring at you and taking some pictures
1: oh because you, oh some, i know some i feel voyeur. like a lawyer oh because okay. you
0: look really really hot right now well
1: you know what's really hot what my armpits i oh. am sweating and as usual guys please rate and review and subscribe <laughs> i love you honey
0: i love you baby so 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 much
1: and we'll see you next time
0: yes we will